We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I was actually listening to a podcast just the other day, and uh, it was Jensen Franklin who was preaching. He's like, turn around and sit down, don't touch each other. I was like, well, that's, that's new. <laughs> that is new. Normally, it's give someone a high five. Thank you, band. Awesome. This is the Backstreet Boys return right there. <laughs> Spy skills are coming back. Why not the Backstreet Boys? Or did they ever go? I've got no idea. No idea. No idea. Well, tonight we're going to finish for the, for the 5 p.m. service. We're going to finish the Blessed Life series. And uh, it's been a challenging series, I hope. Because uh, who knows that it's a, it's a challenge to hand over all our trust to, to the Lord. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. Um, I think that's one of the uh, greatest scriptures in the Bible that is challenging. Uh, we were singing this song this morning, I will extol the Lord at all times. And it's not, and I've felt in worship, it's not just a moment of we're worshiping God at all times, but am I representing God at all times? <laughs> That's a challenge right there. That moment that person cut you off and you pulled the fingers to them, are you extolling the Lord at all times? Um, and even though you may have needed to teach them the driving rules, it's all right. I know that happens, it happens to me often, but it's all right. Um, but are we extolling the Lord with our entire life? And I pray tonight that, uh, that something's going to shift in, in our spirit. That we're going to extol the Lord at all times with our life. Why? Because when we're aligning our praise with heaven, heaven aligns with us. Right? When we step out of the flow of God, we miss the, the very thing that God's trying to pour out on top of our lives. And so tonight we're, um, we're going to have... Um, I'll just, you know, you know how you're supposed to write an essay? I've got no idea, actually. Um, but apparently you're like supposed to tell them what you're going to say, say what you're going to say, and then say what you've said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I only know the theory. I've never done it. <laughs> All right. But um, so, so we're going gonna, gonna to share, I'm going to share a story out of the Bible. We're going to do an example, which could get a little messy. Um, then, then we're going to share another scripture out of the Bible, which is, probably going to challenge us and go, it's going to be a little bit confronting. But then at the end, we're going to let the Holy Spirit love us. Is that all right? Okay. Um, this, this, last, this last message is, is not, we haven't even, we didn't have enough time to do it in the morning. Um, but so tonight we're, we're going to try and roll it all out together. But this message, again, coming from the Blessed Life series, the author, um, Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway Church. If you, if you want to look at the whole series that he teaches, we've, we've picked a lot out of it. Um, but I encourage you, go on YouTube, look up Gateway Church, Pastor Robert Morris, and run through it. He's, there's also, he's a very gifted teacher, um, many other topics that he teaches on. It's the Free Indeed series. Who remembers the Free Indeed series? Some of us. All right, so just, again, a great teacher. And so I, I encourage you, you know, get, eat from everywhere. Um, that is, yeah, maybe not eat from everywhere. Um, but you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, anyway, let's keep going. All right. Um, 
this, this, this message really is, it's the, we're talking about the principle of first. The, the principle of first. And if we get the principle of first right, everything else comes in line. If we don't get the principle of first right, right, it just doesn't matter what you're doing. Who, who knows a combination lock, right? And you've forgotten the number. Um, but here's the thing. You've got to get, it doesn't matter if you've got the second, third, and fourth thing right. If that first little number's not there in the right, I'm talking about one of those twisty ones. If, that, if that's not in the right place, it doesn't matter that the second, third, and fourth one is out of place. The whole thing's not going to work. And you can have an argument, so if the second one's out of place as well, just shush, all right? <laughs> talking about the first one tonight. Um, it's, if, if God is not first in our life, uh, then nothing will actually be in order. Nothing will be in order. If God's not first in your life, nothing will be in order. Who knows what Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 33 says? Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Um, and, and, and so again, we've, we're called to seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Again, simple word, all. <laughs> We've got to seek first the kingdom of God above all else. When we, when we put Jesus first in every area, you'll step into an amazing flow of God. Now, uh, there's, there's times where we step out of that and, and God's grace uh, and, and we repent and we step back into it and God's grace comes on our life and, and He's not casting us out of heaven. He's not casting you away from relationship. He's just saying, hey, if you do things the way I, well, I'm teaching you and sharing about how to live life, if you do it the way that I'm telling you to do it, you will step into a full flow of life. And isn't that something that we want to do as Christians, right? I really believe that every single person in this room wants to seek God first in every area of their life. Right? There's a desire there, isn't there? I pray there is. There's a, there's a desire to seek God first in all of your maths and English classes, right? Any young people out there? <laughs> All the, all the students have gone, so we can't talk about exams now. Um, but we, we want to seek God in all areas. You want to seek God in your workplace, even though there's that backstabbing liar that has told lies about you. You still want to seek God first, don't you? Maybe after you've got a little bit of revenge. <laughs> but that's not who, who God has called us to be. God has called us to seek first the kingdom of God. And if there's people that have hurt you, offended you, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to forgive them. Because the Bible says, how can he, he forgive us if we can't forgive others? And so, there's, so the whole principle of seeking first the kingdom of God will align your life into a whole lot of freedom. Amen. And so tonight, I just wanna, I wanna um, share a story out of the Bible and um, and, and I'll give you a little bit of context. It's a Elijah, and it's in First Kings chapter 17. Um, and so Elijah has prayed that there would be no rain for three and a half years. Um, after the last three and a half weeks, I was praying. And then I was like, Lord, there will be no more rain. I was sick of it. Anyway, so don't share my frustrations. Um, 
But so Elijah's here and the, uh, there's, this, there's this drought. And let's pick the story up here. Uh, in in ver- 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, to Elijah, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belong, belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a woman was there gathering sticks, and he called her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I might drink. Remember, there's a drought, okay? Remember, there's a drought. Says, bring, bring me a, a, a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Hey, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord your God, God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So we've got this story. We've got this widow. We've got her son. We've got Elijah. And, um, and, and Elijah's been told by God. He says, what are you doing here? Arise, go down to Zarephath. I've, I've told a widow to, to look after you, right? We're in the middle of drought right now. We're in the middle of drought. So we just, just, just for a little bit of fun, we're just gonna play around with this a little bit. So um, Jason, sorry, can I have that uh, stand up here, please? That'd be great. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to need a, a volunteer, um, but, but um, no, 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 we, we, uh, I think, I think I'm going to have to use my friend Matt, if that's all right. Everyone likes Matt. Oh, they do, yeah, they like everyone else, but I've prepared Matt for this, so he's all right. <laughs> Matt's like, what? Matt, come up here for a second. Um. You know, thank you for the uh, very honouring introduction. And so I apologise ahead of time. <laughs> um, so Matt, you're, you're just going to play the widow at Zarephath. Is that okay? All right. So I just want you to just go and collect some sticks at the moment. Everyone help Matt out. Help him find some sticks. The sticks are over there somewhere. There, there aren't any actually. Just pretend. <laughs> That's just leftover rubbish from something else. All right. Because we're living in the 21st century... I'm helping you out here. All right, you got your twigs and all that. So, so we've got this widow here, and she's he, she. she. All right, we're just pretending. Um, and I'm like, hey, hey, um, I want you to make something for me first. I know you've got a, um, a son. Where's Kale? You can be the son. All right, and he eats a lot. He eats a lot, and so what I want. Yeah, okay, that's cool. By the way, Kale's just stand up for a second. Do you like how he dresses? Anyone? It's pretty cool, eh? Anyone? 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. Small points, small just want to share. It's 5 p.m., it's all right. Um, so, hey, can you just, you know, that's, you've only got a little bit of, it says a handful. So, Matt, put your hand out. You've just got a handful. That's all you've got. No more else. That's all you've got left. You're going to, your heart is saddened. There's a drought and, and you've just got a little bit of oil. And so there you go. You may need a little bit more. Just make some bread, man. Have you never made bread before? <laughs> no. There's a little bit of salt. Apparently it goes, goes a long way. Um, so, so this is all you've got. This is, this is and I'm like, hey, um, you know, she cares for her son. She's looking after her son. And there's just only a small bit left. But the, the Elijah comes along and he says, hey, first, right? If we read it in the, in, the, in the Bible again, it says, first make me. Now, isn't that a challenging thought? Like, who is this Elijah person? That, that it's, there's a drought going on. First he asks for water. I mean, I, can get, I could have a little attitude and I could make, okay, sure. I, can, I could bring you some water. But then, then now he's asked, uh, he's asked for the flour and the, and, and his, and the oil to be made and, and, and to make some bread. And, and he's saying, you've got to give it to me first before I let your son survive. Anyone got attitude right now? Any mothers? <laughs> Kale's just hungry. <laughs> but if you're, if you're a mother in this room, if someone comes along and says to you, I, w- I want to eat that last bit of meal and I take it away from your children, what attitude are you going to have? You, you, you're going to get worse than hangry. <laughs> like, you're going to get hangry to another level. You, you, you're willing to scratch, claw, and poke people's eyes out. There's, there's something, but it doesn't say, it says nothing about her attitude. It just says, hey, uh, go and do this. And, and then there's a miracle. So he said, at the, and as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in the jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for my, myself and my son that we may eat and die. Have you ever gotten to a place we just think there's just no way out. When it comes into financial freedom, you just think, oh my goodness, this is just getting on top, on top, and on top. Well, tonight we're going to talk about the principle of the first and the miracle of the first. So it goes on, and Elijah says this, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But make me a little small cake first and bring it to me, and afterwards make some for yourself and your son. Thus says the Lord your God, the bin of flour shall, be, shall not be used up and nor shall the jar of oil uh, dr- uh, run dry until the day of the Lord. Have you, have you made this yet? There we go, cool. All right, now, now hold, hold on. Now, this is not even gonna get close to how God opens up the windows of heaven over you. It's, it's funny because they just filled this up. It was awesome. I but uh, man, if you just put your hands over the cup. No, that's the bowl. Because <laughs> there was only a little cup, right? There was just a little cup and that was all he had left, all she had left. 
And, and, and then there's a promise saying, you know, when, when you give first to God, because Elijah here is representing the man of God. And even though the circumstances and even though the situation that you're going through right now and the, and the tension and the strain, we heard it even from Ryan and, and Amy's testimony. When they honoured God first, what happens? The windows of heaven start pouring out. In this miracle, it says that there'll always be more in the flower bin. And this is what it's going to look like, right? So, I mean, Matt, what you could do is this little cup of flour here is, you know, you could use that now and just keep filling up your little cup and keep filling it up and keep filling it up and keep filling it up and keep filling it up. Maybe put it in there so we don't make a big mess. But, but keep, just, just keep filling it up. Just, just keep filling it up. Just, it's just going to keep being filled up. This is, I'll pretend that I'm helping God. It's like, no, no, now you've, got, you've run out. Here's some more. Now you've run out. Here's some more. Now you've run out. Here's some more. Now the great thing about it is he said the same with oil. <laughs> I did say previously, I said, Matt, how much does that T-shirt cost? Because I might have to buy a new one. <laughs> and we're not going to waste. But again, he just says, all right, here you go. Go make some bread. All right, you need some more. But really it is, is that we, we can't, we get ourselves into situations when this is only what's left. And, and it may not even be your fault. There was a drought. There was a drought. Life, it wasn't good in the land at the moment. There was only a little bit left, but the principles of God work through your entire life. It doesn't matter whether you've got a lot right now or whether you've got a tithe is a tenth, a 10%. Now, if you've missed out on this series, I want you to go and do research about it. We've done four weeks of it. But the parable of the, sorry, the principle of the first is trusting God first. And when you trust God first, and you're like, even though, it's like, what? all right, Lord, I'm going to trust what the man of God has said. And I'm going to make some bread for him first. And, and oh, you need more oil in that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, whoops. I was going to hold it up to show everyone your amazing work. Um, all right. So again, the, this principle is, is when we put God first, nothing's going to run out. You might find times where you might feel like you're waiting just a little bit, and I don't have the answers for all of that sort of stuff, but I do know when you trust in the Lord with all your heart, when you don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, when you align yourselves with the principle of God and you, you choose to put God first, not just in finances, but you put, your God, put the Lord first in every area of your life, the, 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 the blessings of heaven are going to flow through your life. You might like, oh, well, well, you know, finances, whatever. But hey, can, with the parable of the talents, was only given to prove whether you'd be a good steward and whether God could trust you. Because the outcome for the parable of the talents was more responsibility. You might be sitting there going, well, I'm okay right now. But here's the thing is, you're going to be missing out on more responsibility that God wants to give you. Why? Because you're choosing just to hold on 
to that cup of flour yourself. You're choosing not to honour God first. You're choosing not to put Him first in your life. Here's the thing. This is a crazy thought. Was Elijah hungry? If you if you read the story and if you've read through First um, uh, Kings chapter seventeen, the answer is no. Because the Lord provided for Elijah, he wasn't hungry. He was just he just got told get up and go. So so did did was was the test for Elijah or was the test for the widow? The test was for the widow. And, and, and she passed the test and, and she gave, gave to Elijah the, the flatbread first. And, you, and we see that the, the, the oil kept flowing and the flour never ran out. And, and she didn't have to prepare what she thought was going to be her last ever a meal for her and her son. And so I want to encourage you through this little example that God is true to His Word. When the windows of heaven are opened over your life, He's going to pour out more blessing than you could ever think. Again, I want to reiterate that in Malachi chapter 6, it's not even just the windows of heaven, but it's about how He says He's going to rebuke the devourer. And he'll cause not fruit to fall from your vine. As, as a father, and again, I will share this. I shared it again this morning. But as a, as a, as a husband and as a father, one of the greatest things that I, I, I pray for is I always pray for my wife. I always pray for my children that, Lord, you're going to rebuke the devourer over them. You're not going let to let, let the enemy touch their lives. You know, you know what? And, and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And I've just got to figure out how he gets to the point where he doesn't let them broke bones <laughs> on one of my sons. <laughs> but God's been so faithful. Every night I pray and, I, and they go to sleep and, they, and I always pray, Lord, I rebuke the devourer over their lives. May they wake up healthy and fit to serve you in your kingdom. And I would say 99% of the time they wake up healthy and they wake up happy in Jesus' name. Are we going to put Jesus first in our life? The principle of the first. Um, the reason most people never see a miracle is because they never put God in, an in a place or give Him an opportunity to give them a miracle. Sometimes we always we we get put in a place where we need a miracle, right? We get put in a place where oh maybe we've just got sick, and we're put in a place where now we need a miracle. Miracle, but wonder what would happen if we put God in a place where where we where 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 He would give us a miracle, where we would see a miracle because we give God a reason to do a miracle. That would be awesome, right? And we see, we see miracles. Ryan and Amy, they'll tell you, they don't know how they can live, uh, how they got that job. They don't know how they got that promotion. They just know they put their trust in God and God then came through. That's a miracle. Why? Because He loves you. You're His children. He loves you. Um, and let's, let's keep going, right? And um, so there's two points tonight that's going to challenge ourselves on whether, whether we're going to have a heart like the widow of Zarephath or, or we're going to have a heart that goes against that. 
And, and to explain that and to share that is really the, the best place to do that is in Genesis uh, chapter 4. And so grab your Bibles and go there. Some of you may know this, but there was an offering that was uh, well given, what was taken, uh, however you want to read it, in Genesis chapter 4 about, the, the, um, about Cain and Abel. And so let's read this. Um, now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why, have you, why has your countenance fallen? If you do well with, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you shouldn't rule over. But you should rule over it. Excuse me. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Wow. <laughs> This is all I can say. Wow. There's so much in this, in this passage of Scripture that I, I just want to share. And really, the first point is that there's two points. The heart of Cain uh, or, or the heart of Abel. And, and, and when we read through this, this passage of Scripture, there were, there were two brothers and, and they, were, they were at the, remember how we talked about the ordinance, the ordinary behavior. And in Malachi chapter three, there was ordinary behavior. You've gone away from my ordinary behavior and come back to me, return. If, you, if you're not sure, go back and listen to the last week's message. Um, so there was ordinary behavior. Even before the law, it was ordinary to bring an offering to God. And the thing about this offering though, was that, that, that um Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground, but Abel also brought an offering of the firstborn of the flock. And so every time I've read the scripture for a long time, I never really understood. I was like, man, that's just a bit unfair, isn't it? It's just unfair. I mean, I was like, hey, can you just bring something to God? I'm sure that's going to be all right, won't it? Just like, let's just, God, you got an offering. What's wrong? But the problem is what's wrong. It wasn't the first fruits. Because it's the principle of God being first. And we read here that Cain brought just an offering of some of the fruit of the ground, but Abel brought an offering of the firstborn cattle. And so whenever the cattle, whenever the first fruit, whenever the first offering came through, it was always harvested. It was always collected with cattle and it was always brought to God because it was the first fruit offering. This is what the first principle is. And so this is the challenge that we face in our life. Do we give God our first? And we see here, it goes on, it says, um, Cain brought an offering of the first fruit of the, of the ground and also brought Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And this is the scary part. This is the scary part. 
And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, so now God is having a conversation with Cain. And he says this, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? God's, God's having a conversation. It's not like, Cain, why are you angry? No, I can't do a God voice, right? Um, he's not angry. He's not this big God. He's, he's just like, hey, Cain, what, what's up? What's wrong right now? Why are you angry? Hey, won't, won't you be accepted if, won't you, won't you be okay if you just do what you know you're supposed to do? And then he says this, um, um, and if you do not do well, or basically if you do not do what you know you're supposed to do, sin lies at your door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. This is, this is, this is an interesting part to me because if we can get the first fruit principle right, if we can honour God first in all areas of our life, we're able, let's read it again because I want to get it right. Um, and if you do not do well, sin lies at your door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. When we put God first, when we honour God first in our life with its, with its first fruits principle, you have the power to rule over sin. It's very quiet. Anyone struggling in different areas right now with sin? Don't have to put your hand up. You don't have to amen. Anyone got it? Yeah, probably I would say every person in this room. Everyone. I'm not saying we're bad people. I'm just saying the devil's out there to try and pull us down. And there's areas that he'll always try and get at. But that's why the, 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 we, we repent. That's why we go to God. That's why we run to Jesus. That's why we ask the Holy Spirit. That's why we read our Bibles. That's why we get next to people who can pray for us. That's why we, all that sort of stuff. But here's the thing. If we're not gonna honour God, it opens the door and we think, nah, it'll be all right. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just steal that thing. Oh, I want, no one's gonna miss it. Oh, no one's going to, oh, I'll just, no, I don't need to worry about coming into work half an hour, an hour late. I'll just shoot off early. Ah, uh, is that honouring God? No. But when we choose to honour God and we honour the principle of the first, and a lot of other areas in our lives will come in and you'll have strength to overcome it. Um, uh, let's, let's read Proverbs chapter 19, verse 3. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry at the Lord. Has anyone been angry at the Lord? Before you put your hand up, just answer the question, was it your own foolishness? Come on, there's, there's often times where God gets blamed for things that we, we haven't done or we've done. Um, in, in Proverbs chapter three, verses nine through ten, this is uh, I love I love the first first, first ten script, uh, scriptures in Proverbs chapter three, but it says this: Honor the Lord with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increase. With the first, with the first, 
And so when it comes to tithing and things like that, tithe, remember, is a test. Tithing is number 10. All through the Bible, it's 10%. It's a tithe. And I, wanna, I, I know that when you, when you honour God first with the tithe, the windows of heaven are going to be open over your life. A blessing on your life is going to be poured out. But not only that, if when we get the principle of the first, we have the power to, to, to overcome the power of, of, of sin and we'll make uh, good decisions in our life. Isn't that something to praise the Lord about tonight? And so the next thing then, and uh, we're good. Oh, yep. um, so are we going to have the heart of Cain or, or are we going to have the heart of Abel? It says this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered uh, to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, uh, through which he obtained witness that he w- was righteous. God's testifying of his gifts and through it, he being dead still speaks. God's testifying through the gift that Abel gave and through it still speaks. Isn't that amazing that there's a person in the Bible that gave a gift that gets re-recorded in the New Testament, in the Hebrews, and, and it's been handed down from centuries to centuries, passed on story after story. Hey, by the way, something important to remember, honour God first. Yeah. Honour God. It wouldn't have made it into Hebrews if it wasn't that important. And it wouldn't have made it into Hebrews chapter 11 if it, wasn't, if it didn't apply faith. And so when it comes to finances and, and trusting God with the first of our life, it applies faith. Right, there's three things that Matt talked about tonight on the exhortation. Uh, one, one was the pushing through like the woman with the issue of blood. What did that require? It required faith. Uh, there was another one, climbing up a tree. Things are, things are like now going a bit crazy. It requires faith to climb up a tree and get above the crowd like Zacchaeus did. And I can't remember the third thing. What was the third thing? That's right, the oil, the alabaster jar. It requires faith. It was a massive, massive gift of generosity. And I really believe where God's leading us and taking us as a church is a place where it takes faith. We might not understand what God's calling us to do, especially around finances, but it's going to take faith. But a blessing will come. See, I love the story about the woman with the alabaster jar because she poured it out. She sat at his feet. She, she washed, washed his feet with her hair. I don't know if anyone's ever tried that. But here's the thing is, she, she blessed Jesus. She honoured Jesus. And that perfume, though, didn't just remain. It didn't just remain on, on Jesus when he lived. That perfume still remained on her because it remained in her hair. And whenever you give something to God, there's always going to be something that's going to remain on you. There's always going to be an anointing. There's going to be a grace. There's going to be faith that's going to remain on you. It's called a miracle. It's called trust. And that's what, you know, in the natural, we can just see some flower here. But uh, I mean, take me away and just see the flower dropping from heaven right now. See the oil just, just, uh, just turn up in the jug. Why? Because someone has exercised faith. So we can have the heart of Cain or we can have a heart of Abel. 
What does it say in Joshua chapter 6? The very first city that they go into. And when, they, when the Israel, children of Israel take over the promised land, it says this, But all the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall um, come into the treasury of the Lord. The first city in the promised land was to honour God. They were not take, supposed to take any of the plunder. It was to give God everything. And we read another story where I think it was Achan. Ak- some guy was A, his name. I can't remember it. Uh, Achan. There we go, uh, acorn. And uh, we read that he stole some of the plunder. But the Lord then said to Joshua, here's the tribe, here's the person, here's this. And, and then because the, the very next thing, it, it destroyed. They didn't get the victory that they were after. Why? Because someone had withheld the first fruit. I don't want to be the person that holds the first fruit. I, don't, I want to be careful to say that because I don't want to put judgment on people. But if God's got a purpose and a plan for a whole country, for the children of Israel to go through, and, and one person, I think there was over a million, even almost three million. I, I, I can't tell you exactly, but it was a huge amount of people. One person. One person withheld a blessing that God wanted to flow. Isn't that crazy? Um, please, please hear that with grace. Please, please hear that. I'm not putting condemnation on no one. Um, because when it comes to giving, when it comes to tithing, you've got to choose for yourself who you're going to serve, like Joshua. Uh, and and you, you've, got to, you've got to reveal, you've got to go through that. You've got to, You've got to get that revelation from Christ and from the Holy Spirit because only then uh, when you give, you, you'll see the grace come on your life. Never ever give out of obligation. Never give, ever give out of pressure. Only give out of a place of revelation. And sometimes you might have a, not have a direct revelation from God, but you've read the Scriptures and you're going to go, I'm going to choose to put that in line in my life. And when you do that, stuff starts happening. Um, what about Abraham? Genesis chapter 22, verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay, a, lay your hand on your lad or do anything to him. For, I know, for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, for me. The story, background story real quick. God turns up to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son Isaac. I want you to take him up to a hill and I want you to kill him in front of me. As Abraham was lifting up the, the knife to kill his son, the Lord calls out to him. Sometimes it might be scary putting God first. But for some reason or another, He will honor you. He will show you. He will hold you. He will, he will be true to the promises that He has. I don't know what Abraham was thinking. He's like, man, this is a bit out of whack. You promised, you said that I'm going to be the father of many nations. This is all I got. And you know the circumstances. They were both over 100. And they, they got their best shot out. It was, it was done. Right? He's, 
Did he want another miracle or what? How's God going to do this? But Abraham still took the promise and he still gave it to God, but then God came through. Amen. Amen. All right, let's keep going. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and everything will be added to you. You know, we talked earlier about Cain being offended. Cain being offended at God, he's like, I bought you an offering. What's the problem? Why can't you just take that? But have we ever thought that God might have been offended? Let's let's fast forward uh, 4,000 years maybe, maybe 6,000. I can't give you the exact timing. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. But now Christ has risen from the dead and he has become the first fruits of those who have all fallen asleep. What essentially the this, this scripture is saying, that Christ has come. He's taken the penalty of our sin. He's overcome, grave, uh, overcome the grave and he's become now the first fruit offering for all that have, those that have died and that are going to die. When, 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 God, when God created the world, he knew that mankind was gonna fall and he knew that the only way to redeem mankind was to bring a, to give a first fruit offering for God to love the world that he gave his first and only son. Theologians might argue that Adam was the first, but hey, I believe Jesus is God's one and only son. Adam was the first of all the of every all the creation, but Jesus was the Lord's one and only Son, and He gave Him to us as a first fruit offering. We can have the musicians up; that'd be awesome. Thank you. Colossians chapter one, verse fifteen says this: He is the image of the invisible God. This is talking about Jesus, the firstborn over all creation. And the reason why I can say even now is that Adam was not the firstborn because Jesus was alive well and truly before Adam. He was the first of all creation. God gave him for you first. And here's the thing is God didn't just go, oh, I wonder what these guys need. I wonder what I can get away with. Anyone thought thought about that? That God's up in heaven and it's time for an offering. He's like, oh, I wonder what I can get away with today. Oh, if the if the oh, are they gonna pass buckets? If I get a big handful of change and drop it from a high height, it might make a whole lot of rattly noise. Is it just me who's thought like that? God, God has never ever thought what could he get away with. He's like, what, could, what, what is the best thing? What is the only thing that I can give? And so he gave his son. But for some reason, we have these challenges. And we've learned these challenges. We've heard these challenges through the entire series. The, 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 the spirit of mammon that, 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 that tugs and pulls 
at our heart is like, oh, can, can I get away with this or can I get away with that? But we've got to break that spirit of mammon. We've got to get, get to a point where we're just giving Jesus all of our life. It doesn't mean that we're going to give Jesus all of our life and live a perfect life. Far from it. But we're going to give Jesus a, a all of our life and, and trust Him in every area of our life. And believe, so are we going to have a, a heart like Cain or a, or a heart like Abel? See, one of the areas that we say in the life of the church is if you want to serve on team, we ask that you, you tithe. Here's the thing, that's not because the church wants money, not at all. It's to find out whether there's a there's a there's a a faithful heart or if there's or if there's areas of rebellion. Now that's a strong word. But when we know when people trust God, when we know they've heard and they've understood about tithing and about giving God and, and they've battled through rebellion, we know that there's an openness and there's a teachability. Because because coming against a rebellious spirit is really, really difficult. But we pray, and tonight, I'm not here to try and condemn you. I'm here to go, hey, are you softening your heart to say, Lord, I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to trust you with every area of my life. I'm going to believe in giving you the first. I'm giving you the best of everything. That's why we say, what's the best time to wake up and do a quiet time? I gave it away. Wake up the morning we get up and we give God the first of the day anyone here getting frustrated there's not enough time in the day I guarantee you, you wake up and you do your quiet time with God you'll find the rest of the day it gets redeemed and you'll suddenly find that you've been able to achieve what you've needed to achieve the worst time worst time unless you really need to go to sleep is the end of the day I don't know about you, but whenever I read my Bible in bed at night, I go to sleep straight away. Whenever I pray at the end of the night in bed, exactly like that. So anyway, the miracle rests with you. The miracles rest with you. When it comes to giving, when it comes to generosity, when it comes to laying down your life for Jesus, it just rests with you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to just share some scriptures out of the Bible and teach you some of the very things that I have seen in my own life. It's, it's just amazing how God just keeps pouring out and pouring out. And then I, and then I hear stories about people. Like I sat there on the front row and I was just like, come on, Ryan, that's awesome. Because for two years, I, I watched how he was struggling. And we'd meet up, we'd have a coffee, I would pay. And I'm like, come on, you've got to get it in line, man. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. But just get it in line and, and watch what God will do. And he's up here. A few years later, testifying about the promotion and job, the, the car and all those things. It's just flower. Where's your flower? 
what, is, what does God want to what does God want to pour out over you right now? But, but but He hasn't been able to do it yet because you haven't released what's in the cup already. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.